Good evening, welcome to another edition of Straight Talking English. I am your host, Catherine. Let's get right into this because we only have four episodes left of this season. It has powered through and the poem we're looking at today is Winter Swans by Owen Shears. There isn't really much context. (laughs) I mean, I can't believe I can say that. It's like cutting, cutting all this out. It's awesome. He is Welsh. He was born in 1974. Another one who loves nature all about natural landscapes in Wales. This comes from a collection called Skirid Hill, which means Shattered Mountain, but it can also be a euphemism for separating or divorcing. Why you would take your partner on a holiday to Divorce Mountain, I do not know. Right, this is not Shears reading it, but have a listen to this very, very nice reading. Winter Swans by Owen Shears. The clouds had given their all. Two days of rain and then a break in which we walked. The waterlogged earth, gulping for breath at our feet as we skirted the lake, silent and apart. Until the swans came and stopped us, with a show of tipping in unison. As if rolling weights down their bodies to their heads, they halved themselves in the dark water. Icebergs of white feather paused before returning again, like boats writing in rough weather. They make for life, he said as they left, porcelain over the stilling water. I didn't reply, but as we moved on through the afternoon light, Slow-stepping in the lake's shingle and sand, I noticed our hands that had, somehow, swum the distance between us and folded, one over the other, like a pair of wings settling after flight. Apparently, it is actually based on a real event. So, I guess he did invite someone to Divorce Mountain. I am going to suggest that for my next holiday, actually. We've got six stanzas of three lines. And then a little final couplet. Again, if we are playing the Every Time a Poet Does Something from Shakespeare drinking game, then I would need to take a shot because this is a Shakespearean feature. It's the completion, the harmony, the release from tension, the metaphorical curtains going down on this whole sorry little scene. We also want to think a little bit about the form but not too much the form isn't that big a deal it's mostly just used to carry the narrative this short little narrative the lines are uneven there isn't really a rhyme but it might be kind of linked to the disharmony that the couple are feeling if it was all nice and linked and jolly then we wouldn't really get a sense of the problems that they're having let's look at this because this is a sort of a line by line. The clouds had given their all. Two days of rain and then a break in which we walked. Well, the clouds are given up. 
The clouds have tried everything. They've tried everything. Are the clouds the couple? Or have the clouds tried to break them up? These clouds are fighting. Obviously, it's pathetic fallacy where the weather is used to create or reflect a mood. So it's this like battle. It's mirroring the couple. Given is the only polysyllabic word. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. We get this just kind of this impression of a really like just business-like ordinary person. The break in the rain means they can walk, which kind of sets the whole thing up. We've got the we. Even though they've been fighting for two days, it's still a we. It's still an inclusive pronoun. Think about the dash as well, interruption. The fight is interrupted and this is shown through the punctuation. The waterlogged earth, gulping for breath at our feet as we skirted the lake, silent and apart. Right, waterlogged earth. Partly the reason I picked this one to do today, by the way, is in South London we've had absolutely torrential rain and I was wearing a wool coat and it basically was just like this sodden blanket that I had wrapped around me and it's absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. So the first thing that pops into my head is like the mood that that coat was creating on me of absolute misery. But this earth is absolutely soaked in this misery, like my coat, and it's gulping for breath. It's trying to survive. Waterlogged earth is not stable. It's gloopy mud that will like suck you in like quicksand. It's almost a bit mythological because um if you think about the sarlacc pit in star wars it's ready to just eat you up it's ready to drag you down but also the phrase like you know i wish the earth could swallow me up maybe there's a sense of shame they're skirting the lake maybe they're skirting a problem we're walking around something they're not actually well they can't walk across the lake because it's a lake but it might represent the fact that even though they're fighting they're not really addressing it. Think about the enjambment as well. Everything is flowing. Is it water flowing, time flowing, the storm flowing, their love ebbing and flowing? I don't know. I don't know. Everything in this poem is literal and metaphorical. I wrote that in caps on my notes and I underlined it. So keep that in your head. Because Stanza three, the swans come and they distract the couple. They decide intentionally they're going to come and stop them. Is it a sign? Probably. Probably is. With their show of tipping in unison. So I just get this impression of these like relationship coach swans sweeping down going, those stupid humans, don't they know how to be in a couple? And like do things together in some synchronised way. As if rolling weights down their bodies to their heads. I mean, literally, they're just dipping in their head. But think about the weight shifting. Oh, it was like a weight was lifted. This has changed the mood. This has changed the tone. This distraction has taken the weight off this couple. Good, isn't it? He's good. <laughs> I do like that. They halved themselves in the dark water. Icebergs of white feather paused before returning again like boats writing in rough weather. Iceberg. What's the big thing we know about iceberg? icebergs other than they killed Leo DiCaprio in Titanic. There is more than 
you see it's one thing on the surface more it's hidden maybe their fight was about one thing on the surface but more was behind it again this is i think this is going to end up being my trauma hour sorry just going to share this with you you're my new therapist one of my ex-boyfriends broke up with me because i lost his umbrella i left it on a train by accident it was like from MS or something and then he dumped me i'm assuming there was more behind that rather than it being his favourite umbrella. And that's the vibe I get, is like, we see just like the top of this, the umbrella, but clearly there was more going on in there. Think about the um, contrasting imagery. White swans, dark water, they halved themselves. Again, like literally, they've put their little heads on the water. But it's, again, like, oh, that's my other half over there. Maybe because each one, if each one breaks in half, it's still one whole unit it if you put them together even though they're halved they're still a whole like boats writing in rough weather so yeah pathetic fallacy again for sure like you know storm 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 the boat is tipping but the boat is always going to write itself the boat is designed that way the boat wants to be sailing properly an equilibrium has reached a calm everything is kind of back to normal ish and they want it to be back to normal they want to weather this storm boats have these um i think it's called ballast or ballast in the bottom like there is stability they will find their way back the stability is built in as we keep going along we have this dialogue which because i knew i was going to record this one i went to prague on holiday with my partner um over half term and there's a lot of swans that live in prague every time i saw them i said they mate for life and the first time he was like oh that's an interesting fact but by like the 20th time he was getting really confused so i recommend this if you have a partner or someone you just want to confuse use this dialogue of course we know that dialogue creates an instant characterization so depending on the tone of voice it could be wistful it could be just like observational like oh look and this is hidden subtext or i thought if you put the emphasis on the pronoun they mate for life implicitly you don't i didn't reply it comes across as being like a really commitmenty argument they're porcelain they're fragile the peace is fragile the water is still and this like truth has been called the guy didn't reply this is where the ambiguity comes in is it what he actually said or is it what he wanted to say is this bit real or is it not what happened is it just wishful thinking that they made up i mean depends how pessimistic you are but as we moved on through the afternoon light moved on emotionally afternoon things are getting darker again moment of sunshine but the sun is about to set on the other hand if you're feeling optimistic it was rain now it's light maybe i'm maybe i'm just pessimistic maybe i'm thinking of that umbrella argument but then we've got the slow stepping in the lake's shingle and sand love
lovely bit of sibilance. We get the whoosh of the water on the lake, the whoosh of the wind, the whoosh of the flow of their love, except this time their personified hands, despite what their heads are thinking, the hands have decided they want to be together. Like, it's muscle memory, it's it's instinctive, they know they want to be together. They folded one over the other like a pair of wings, setting, settling after flight. It's symbolic, yeah. It's a calm image, it's settling down, but it's also unfinished. It's finished and unfinished. The fight is done, they've reconciled they're holding hands, but we don't know what happens to the couple. It's still ambiguous. I, this is honestly a really easy poem. This isn't going to be one of them ones that we ramble on about for ages because this is quiet. It is, unlike the swans, what you see on the surface is what you get. Makes me happy, really. (laughs) Think about the simile at the end used to draw a direct comparison. Think about the consonant sounds as well. Stanzas one through five, we have a lot of consonant sounds which are more harsh and more abrasive. Or, but at the end, they become the soft whoosh. So we're arguing that everything's become calm again. The main thing you want to think about is that the swans are the central characters. But you also have to wonder who we, the reader, are as a character. Because it's a very intimate moment. Are we like, because we're the eye, the speaker is the eye, but then it has this like voyeuristic quality, like we're watching this personal moment between them. But then we get a sense of the common intimacy as well, so are we just kind of floating around disembodied i don't know i don't know i don't feel intrusive here but it is a very personal moment everything is very controlled even though it's presented as being very natural it is controlled exactly the same as the little drum roll drum roll neutral tones neutral tones is the ideal partner for this because similar imagery winter think about winter oh by the way things are at their darkest things are at their coldest but inevitably it won't last forever inevitably the spring will come might be why the winter has been put in perhaps so if he's thinking of a real incident it might be like he saw these really good swans around christmas neutral tones is the ideal partner setting anger except these guys reconcile and neutral tones hardly reconciles himself to a life of being a miserable so-and-so letters from yorkshire works as well bit of distance i'm going to be covering that next session i think unless i get distracted again but it is a nice partner the idea of being separated and then brought closer to another person sing song polar opposite joyful love we make love like v rowing through putney oh please tell me you've heard that one and the way that the poet reads it on one day is sonnet 29 nature nature bringing people together because he's a tree and she's a creepy vine i would argue love's philosophy in the way that the swans are presented as a natural couple and the mountains kiss the sea and the sea kisses the fish and i don't know but the idea of natural pairings while the romantics with a big r have that nice label we can just say 
it, this is a contemporary poem. It was written basically now. There you go, it's an easy one. It's a short one, I'm not going to have a long ramble like I did with the old Armitage. So, plug my pluggables. We have got three more episodes after this one, then season two will be announced. Very, very, very excited doing my research for that at the moment. It's going to be brilliant. Straighttalkingenglish.wordpress.com Please listen to the podcast on as many media as you like. Just break it down, tell people. S-T-R-A talk English and the 8 is a number 8 yeah on Twitter if you want to talk to me on the internet str8talkingenglish at gmail.com please buy the revision guide if you look on my Twitter it's the pinned tweet it is a very good revision guide trust me I've nearly finished the second one as well it's been a period of unbridled productivity for me so expect lots of really really good announcements coming up soon I hope it's not too cold and wintry for you I hope if you are experiencing any conflict in your relationship birds will inspire you to reconcile and i will speak to you very soon